The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele. And yes, we've been gone for a while. We've had health issues. No, it's not COVID. We're we're still alive and breathing, most of us, and, awesome. and stuff. At least that's what I'm told. Uh, we've got a lot of news to get through, and most of it you know already, so we'll skip that part. But we, I think we have to start with... <laughs> The whole Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. I don't care. So moving on. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've waited for someone to do that for so, and no one did it. Um, did have a question for you about this though. Will resigned from the he resigned from the academy. Yes, he did. What the hell does that mean? It means he can't vote on any of the awards. It means he can't go to gatherings and things like that but he can still be nominated and he can still win he just can't show up so, so he doesn't it, so, so, it, so who cares <laughs> well i mean it, it's a, it's i mean it's, it's a meaningful gesture just right. a gesture like what he probably should do and what hopefully he will do is make a large donation to some mental health fund and check in for counseling Sure. Why not? But, you know, I can see why he resigned. I mean, it makes sense. Like, okay. You know, he violated, and, and it kind of basically jumped their move because there's a fair chance they would have expelled him. Now, if he had admitted in court to raping a 16-year-old, he'd be fine because, you know, Roman Polanski still has his Oscar, and that's cool. But... <laughs> Yeah, that's my take on the whole Will Smith thing. It's like, you know, worse things have happened. Not that this was a good thing, but worse things have happened, and, and the Academy doesn't seem to care, so whatever. Yeah. Actually, speaking of really bad things, William Hurt died. And I realized this was a while ago, but I wanted to ask you if you had the same thing I did, because when they put up the picture of him, it was the picture of him with the, the, the gray hair and the mustache. And I said, oh, William Hurt died. And, you know, I found that out online. I scrolled a little bit, and there's another picture of him with the gray hair and without the mustache. And I said, oh, no, that dude died too? Oh, wait, that's still William Hurt. <laughs> and then they did a younger picture of him with a mustache and the uh, pre-gray hair. And I said, man, that dude died? No, that's, that's still William Hurt. Did you have that same issue I did? Because every picture they put up of him, I went, oh, no, that – wait, that's still William Hurt. Does he just have, have like have this, this – did he have this chameleon thing going and I didn't notice? Mm, I didn't have that issue, but he had been around a long, long time. I mean like Altered States is his first movie, which is a great, great movie, and he's great in it, and then he was in Body Heat not too long after that, and just – I mean the guy was in – Tons and tons of movies, and he was always exceptional. And it is funny because, like, most of the pictures you saw, a lot of the pictures, not most, but a lot of the pictures you saw, is like, oh, he's playing General Ross. It's like, that's, uh, and it's a good role, but it's not exactly the career defining role for William no. Hurt. But I did think about that. It's like, there's another like, kink in their plans because General Ross was 
going to be an important figure moving forward in Marvel. And this one, I think they'll probably re. One thing they, they kind of have to recast. General Ross is going to look a little. And General Ross is going to look a little different in uh, the, the role that he's going to take on for Marvel moving forward anyway. So it didn't really matter that much if it was William Hurt playing him because he ain't going to look like General Ross, if you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, this is not at all uh, like a Chadwick Boseman kind of situation. So, and, you know, and if they choose not to recast him and they bring in someone else, I'm fine with that. I mean, you know, do whatever you think is respectful. But not like they haven't recast figures in the military Connected to the uh, Marvel Universe before anyway. Hello, Terrence. We don't miss you that much because, no, you were never as good as Rhodey anyway. But, you know, they recast it. They recast it. How many how many Spider-Men have we had? Hell, we had three just in one movie recently. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but I'm thinking really there, there was a, a major – was it Major Talbot? I don't remember if he's already been in the MCU or not, but – if you want to have another character take over, uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm rereading some of the Hulk books, and he was uh, Major Talbot was right there next to uh, Colonel yeah. General Ross. I do remember the character. I don't think I can't remember if he was actually in the MCU. I bet if he was, it was probably not a particularly memorable part. Well, I guess not because we don't remember if he was in or not. Right. But, you know, that's one they could recast if they need to. And well, I remember and, him being in the yeah. Ang Lee one, and he. Uh, Got the crap kicked out of him, and then he—I think he died in that one. Ah, that's probably what I remember him for. Yeah, the Ang Lee one, which I really like. That movie it doesn't fit with the rest of the Marvel no, universe. It's, it's it not in the it. MCU. But I do like it's, the it's, That's its right. own thing. It is its own thing, but I do like that movie more than most people. But back to William Hurt. Yeah, that's yes, he was. It's not like he didn't live a full life, so it's not exactly a tragedy on that level when someone departs when they're not even 50. But it's still sad that uh, we lost William Hurt. It's like 2022 has been a year for a lot well, of reasons. Let's keep that up. Bruce Willis has aphasia now. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, I did. You know, the only reason I know aphasia is from that one DS9 episode. Not laughing about aphasia, laughing that that's your reference point is DS9. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I, uh, I know what it is, and yeah, that's not a good thing to have. No, it's not. So, uh, And I do think that was a super class move by – I can't recall the names of the two gentlemen who basically are the Razzies. That they had had a Bruce – a category, a complete category for worst performance by Bruce Willis in a film – this past year because he had just started cranking out all these video on demand movies, right. which are generally pretty. And when the news came out, they rescinded it. It was like very classic. Oh, good because for obviously, them. Yeah, seriously, because obviously if you can't remember your lines and you're having to be fed them through an earpiece because you can't remember things, that's pretty much beyond your control. So I thought that was very, very classy, very cool that they did that. And he also rescinded a reward they gave out literally decades ago to Shelley Duvall for her role in The Shining, which, frankly, I thought she was pretty good in The Shining. But, you know, similar circumstances because basically Stanley Kubrick literally terrorized her on the set to get that kind of performance out of her. And they said, you know what, that's kind of crappy, so we're taking back their Razzie for that one too. So that's a pretty classy move on their part. So nice job. Anything they gave to Adam Sandler, though, 
stands, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, See, so how about I've got three kind of good news things. Um, the Ghost in the Shell series is continuing. We are finally getting part two of uh, the 2045 series. It's coming in May. That's good news. Uh, the Young Justice series restarted. Uh, it was actually this past week. We got three episodes. Uh, they're all pretty much Aquaman related, but don't panic. It's not the an animated version of Aquaman you're used to. Because remember, Calder, who was Aqualad through the first few seasons, he's Aquaman now. So this is actually some pretty cool stuff. That is cool. Uh, but I think this is my, my the best movie news I've heard in years. And, and I do mean this because I, I, I love this story. Um, Star Trek four of the yeah. Abrams universe has been announced as coming out next year with the entire cast returning. And the best news of that is that the entire cast said, sorry, we're doing what? <laughs> exactly. Now, what's funny about that is all of a sudden you have the money. It's like that was the whole problem. It's like, oh, Chris Pine makes too much. Chris Hemsworth makes too much. Not that Chris Hemsworth needed to be in it, but that was that was their plan originally. It's like, oh, these guys have elevated to A-level status. It's like we can't afford to pay them. But now they can. It's like I'm not sure what's happened in the interim because now they're going to be even more high demand and even a higher salary. But okay. I'm down with that. Make sure you get a really good script, as we always say. Please, God. Yes. But, yes. yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because I – to me, the second film is the weakest, and it's okay. But I really love the reinterpretations they did of the characters because they're very true to the original series, and yet they have their own – they have their own take on those characters. And I, they're just brilliant, and especially Carl Urban. Especially Carl Urban as Bones. He is like letter perfect. We've said it before. Oh, yeah. It's like he's he's better as Bones than than the original, and his name just escaped me, and that I feel terrible for that. But and that's just no, oh, geez, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Chris Pine lives up to Shatner. Everyone lives up to the but. DeForest Kelly, but how on yes, earth? Thank you. How how on earth Carl Urban can be better as Bones than DeForest Kelly? I still can't figure that out. But he is. It's like he just find, just grabbed that essence and distilled it, and it's like it's absolutely amazing. I think it really comes down to that one line when he and Kirk first meet and talks about his divorce, and it's like, oh my god, that's just one of the great lines ever. Just <laughs> the way he delivers it. It's like Carl Urban is such. A, a, a film treasure. He really is because he's so different in in virtually all his roles. And you wasted him as Scourge, damn it! Bring him yeah. back because now we have multiverses, and use him right, by God, because he's awesome. Oh, uh, let's see. Other, the, the, I think the only other piece of movie news I have, which is a segue to our reviews. Lots of films, including everything by Disney, the MCU, Star Wars, whatever, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is not Disney at all, and The Batman have all been pulled from release in Russia. That's their own little way of protesting, I suppose, because of yeah, so, all the so crap going on there. So they're punishing their own people, not letting them watch movies. Well, 
those film companies don't exactly need that extra revenue as much as the people in Russia probably want to see those movies. Is like what they should have done was pirated the movies and just like played them on you know public squares or something. That would have been punishment. But you know that would take <laughs> thought. Oh, but yeah, that's our segue into the the two things we're really reviewing, and they're kind of similar and kind of different. One's a Marvel, one's a DC. They both have guys with capes. One of them's a dark cape, one of them isn't. But I think we'll probably start with the older of the two, The Batman. Which the Batman. The one complaint I heard going in was that, oh my God, Bruce looks so emo. He kind of has to because it fits the character. It's not like you're going to have, hi, I'm smiling Bruce. Can I sell you a car? No, he doesn't. Yeah. He he's not a smiley character. He's supposed to be not necessarily emo, but kind of you know depressed looking, especially in this period when the uh, he he's still starting out as the Batman. He hasn't right. gotten all of the aggression. Yeah, this and is stuff just his, this is just his right. This is just his second year. He's in his second year as as the Batman, which makes a big difference, and. That's one of the things I like about this because it's a very different spin on Batman. It's a very different spin on Bruce Wayne. He's still processing the grief, yeah. uh, and Batman basically is still always processing the grief because that's why he's Batman, right? But <clears throat> I like the fact that this was not billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. This was billionaire Bruce Wayne who's losing his grip on his fortunes because he's not paying attention to business. And he doesn't have the best team in place yet to manage it, unlike all the other films. So I'm sure he will get around to it yeah. as he continues to to develop. But that's – again, that's one of the things. There's a character arc here that's really – even in Batman Begins, okay, there's a character arc because he's not Batman at the beginning and he is at the end. But it's not really that much of a character arc. It's just he just – okay, he becomes Batman and he trains and Blah, blah blah. This one has a true character arc for really for Batman more than Bruce because, as we all know, um, Bruce Wayne is the alter is the alter ego here. Batman is the real person. I mean, that's yeah. really the theme of Batman always has been. And I love the fact that Batman changes in this film, unlike any other film that they've they've done with Batman. I love the fact that it's a detective movie, which considering he started in detective comics and he's that's been what, called That's what DC stands for, folks. <laughs> and, he, and he's been billed as the world's greatest detective for decades and decades and decades. Oh, you know what? Let's do a detective story with him. That's brilliant. And it is. And it's a great detective story. I mean, I Put a thin little thing on Facebook is like this would have worked if they had done this in the 40s or even the late 30s with Bogart as Philip Marlowe. Just be a little bit more violent, but the basic premise would absolutely work. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to throw out that Batman does use a rifle in this one, but it's to beat someone senseless with. <laughs> there are lots of action scenes. And yes, Batman was trying to figure out things in other Batman films, but those were all action films, and I'm not detracting. I'm not saying those weren't good movies. Well, some of them. Uh, but The Dark Knight, fantastic film. But it's still an action film with some 
or a thriller with like the background of him solving what's the Joker really up to. This is not that. This is absolutely a mystery, a thriller, a detective film with action sequences thrown in. And it, it absolutely works, and it's brilliant. I mean, a lot of people said oh, it's like you threw a detective story in with with Seven, which, because of the violence and the level of horrible things the Riddler does, spoiler alert, the Riddler is a villain, uh, <laughs> totally works. I mean, so I really, really like this. I, to me, this is the best story they've done. I, I don't think it's the best Batman movie, because for me, that's still The Dark Knight. But it's by far the best story they've ever done on on screen for Batman. It absolutely blows any other story away. I did like the fact that they threw in the uh, the parentage for Catwoman because yeah. that's actually in the books. And you kind of go when, when when you hear it. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to tell right. you it's there and to keep an eye out for it. Um, when, when they mention it, you kind of go, "Wait, what?" And then you you know you check it out in the books and you go wait that was a thing because no one else has done that it, you know it wasn't in Batman the animated series it wasn't in any of the previous movies um you know it certainly wasn't in they, the yeah. Adam West version <laughs> no I thought they struck a really good balance between the the mob aspect of Batman the more realistic grounded version and then the the freak show basically of uh how batman pops up what his uh you know his rogues gallery i thought they did a really good job of that i thought the the fact that they kept the riddler in the background as much as they did was also really really smart um i was afraid the riddler was going to come off as just oh look it's the joker except we just put him in a green suit and he didn't come off that way. I was very happy with that, too. He came off yes. as a, a much more deranged version of the Riddler than we're used to because I'm, I'm when I think of the Riddler, I, I actually still think of Frank Gorshin, <laughs> not Jim Carrey. Because as, well, was, yeah, no, no I, I try not to think of Jim Carrey as much as po- as little as possible. <laughs> um, I try not to think of him at all. But, yeah, Frank Gorshin is, is really the one that comes version. to mind. But this is a really good version of the Riddler, a very, very dangerous because this is back to how he was in the comics because we're used to him portrayed as being less than, you know, from from the TV shows and then from when he is in the movies and stuff. The Riddler was not he wasn't as big a threat as the Joker. And this time he, he's pretty damn dangerous. And I love how it all played out. So I, I thought it was very very smart very smart film and pattinson was excellent i, mean, I have, have heard feeling one he bad news thing about that though yeah uh is that and this is a recent thing and i'm hoping it's just still you know it's still in rumor form and i'm hoping it just stays that way is that pattinson says nope i'm done and ben affleck can have all the batman he wants i hope that's a rumor I saw it on Friday, so I kind of like, mm, okay, whatever. So yeah. not doesn't mean it's not an April Fool's joke, but – and it could be. It could be accurate, but no, it's – they've got to continue this universe, and obviously Ben Affleck can't take that role because he can't be Batman year three. So if they recast him, they recast him. I really hope not because he was – he did great. He, he did a great excellent. job. 
even if he was so, emo. And what do you feel about the the surprise cameo at at the end? There's a little bit in the actual film and online. I think it's almost like four and a half minutes of a deleted scene that they had with a member of the rogues gallery. And I'm assuming you've seen that. Did Maybe it surprise me? No, of course not. Yeah. They they no, kind of had to do that because otherwise yeah. there are there's a really weird niche of fans that think that that character has to be in everything. And he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, apparently. No, he doesn't. You know, if you want him to make a cameo, fine. He made a cameo. We're done. We can move on. And hopefully he stays in that role in the next film. It's like, no, don't make him the main antagonist in the next film either. It's like, let him stay where he is. <clears throat> let him uh, use them as basically the Hannibal Lecter of this universe. And I don't mean out running around killing people, but the Hannibal Lecter that was in Red Dragon, who was safely locked away. Uh, I thought that was a really good use of, of that character. It's like, okay, I'm going to try to get into the psyche. Hmm. What psychopath do I know that might help me get some insight? Oh, gee, I know someone I can talk to. I thought that was really well done. And I, I like the take uh, on that character because, again, it was different from what we've seen before and heard before, but still very identif identifiable as that character. So I, I thought right. they did a really good job. So, yeah, I'm glad he wasn't like, oh, he was the big mastermind behind everything was, because they easily could have done that. And thank God they didn't. So – very, I, I mean, just so, so smartly done. I think my one main complaint about it is it didn't really have a theme. You know, there, there wasn't a, you know, a, the Danny Elfman, when he was doing the music, he, he, oh, there was a gotcha. theme and, you know, oh, that's the Batman theme. <laughs> that kind of theme. I was going to say it totally has a theme, but yeah, musical theme. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, this the theme, of course, is he moves realizing that he can't be just vengeance. He has to be more than that, which is, again, right. part of the character's growth, which, again, I thought was really brilliant. So, yeah, there's not really an identifiable theme to it, uh, which, you know, that would be nice. But if that's what I have to give up, uh, okay, I can give up on that. Now, moving over to Marvel – Got to talk about Moon Knight, and I know there's only one episode, but I absolutely loved this episode for very different reasons. I'm going to actually start with praising a guy named, and I apologize if I mispronounce this, Hisham Nazi, who was the music guy in this. Because if you can take Wham's Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go and have that be <laughs> your main theme in a car chase and have it almost make complete sense you're 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 oh wow you are a great music guy and it does make sense <laughs> it, does, it, it, makes it really sense. does and it's so bizarre but you know, then again you know he stole a cupcake truck um yes wow <laughs> moon knight is a very different thing i love how it's I love how they're doing it, though. We're following, uh, in episode one anyway, we're following a character named Stephen Grant, who is played by 
played brilliantly by Oscar Isaac. He's Scotty. He's not Stephen. He's Scotty, according to the museum guard. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> which is, which is that, that's just not my. That's, uh, I like whatever. Thing. Um, <laughs> works in the gift shop in a museum, and he's got a multiple personality thing. And I love when it kicks in because it, uh, when it does, you know, he's being confronted by five people and he blacks out and you black out too. It's just a, you know, a blink on the screen and he wakes up and he's still standing there. All the people who are surrounding him are on the floor and his hands are covered in blood. And I don't know what just happened. I'm going to run now though. And that's a, the, that's the way the, the this series is set up for episode one. Anyway, I know it's going to change, yeah. but this is a great introduction to uh, to the character. I am going to say this: if you're watching episode one, keep an eye on the goldfish. Yes, because um, I didn't fish. actually, I and I, I went back and watched it again because I went, okay, wait, what was wrong with the goldfish? Um. <laughs> I should have noticed because the name of the episode is what the goldfish problem. I believe it is. So yeah, I should have paid attention. Didn't silly me. I I loved this. I thought it was a brilliant introduction to the character, and we're not. We're, I, we're, I know we're not done introducing him yet, but it's fun. Uh, it is Batman great. was d- very dark and brooding, but uh, but this is kind of a, a, a similar character. But the way they're doing this is it's fun to watch. Uh, it's it's almost com- well, a lot of it is comic because Stephen is just so befuddled by what's going on around him. He doesn't understand. Of course, he, you wouldn't when you black out and things have changed or you wind up in a different country entirely. And you have no idea how you got there and people are chasing you and wanting to not kill you, but take something from you and you don't even know what the hell they're talking about and it's definitely played up for comedy and action at the same time oscar isaac is great in the role uh we'll see more of his two other characters than we will of steven scotty according to the museum guard um (laughs) which i love that bit because it just shows how inconsequential he is to the people around him that this guy doesn't who sees him every single day can't even get his name right uh i i love the fact that the, how they cut away like as you said it's like he blanks out and then the five people who are attacking him they're all just sprawled out there that's a really smart way to not have to film an action scene <laughs> but at the same time you convey what happened i thought that was yeah. really really smart now they can't continue to cheat us at the action scenes obviously but and they won't because it's marble. But I thought that was very, very smartly done. Um, it's, it's funny. It has deals with really dark material. I mean, the whole dissociative identity disorder thing is not exactly a funny thing. They're not playing that aspect up for laughs. But it's they're using it really, really well. Uh, the fact that this voice in his head, is, who is not just a voice in his head after all. It's F. Murray Abraham. That's who's in his head. <coughs> yeah. Uh, keeps on calling him an idiot. Why are we stuck with this idiot? He's like, let's, let's get this <laughs> idiot out of here. And he wants the other guy to come back. And then finally, the third guy shows up. 
and it's like yes and it's i almost felt a little cheated that it took so long for that last person to show up but he showed up that's what mattered to me and again quite a bit of it took place off screen but he clearly was taking care of business, and that was the one who had to show up because I don't think the mercenary would have been able to handle the situation he had to deal with, which is why that guy is the one who showed up. Uh, it's, it's funny because a lot of times Moon Knight is portrayed as Marvel's version of Batman, and it's like, uh, not really. Um, they're Only really, in really different. I mean, he goes around at night, yeah. He's got some gadgets, but but – Mm, he's got more he's more like their version of blue beetle than batman which of course most people gave blue, blue scarab like yeah so <laughs> many more tie-ins to that but uh really looking forward to the rest of it and, and as we were saying in pre pro hi ted <laughs> beat you i i had mistakenly thought that they were going to have all four uh, all four. There's six episodes and all, but I mistakenly was thinking that they were going to have four episodes available because I had read that they had taken the odd approach of releasing the first four episodes to the press for screening. Usually they'll just do the first two, but they said this takes a while to build, so they wanted the press to see more of it so they could get a real feel for the series. And I'm all stoked for that next episode, and it's like, oh, we recommend you watch The Eternals. And I'm thinking, what? Where's the next? It's like, oh, yeah. I'm not the press. I'm just some guy watching this at home. Oh, well, so sad. But I, I thought it was a really good start. Could it have been better? I guess, but I don't really know. Well, if they'd had more of the title character, I would have liked that. But I'm much happier that they did this build up to that rather than just jump in. And here he is running around at night with his full costume, and you don't know why. And I mean, I. This was much, much better done than I would have done, probably why they're working in the industry and I'm not. So <laughs> I really liked Moon Knight. Again, maybe a few things like, OK, I wish this was different, but that was different, but I can't even put my finger on it. But very smartly done. And Oscar Isaac is great. He's If he's great as Stephen Grant, the inept, bumbling, confused, befuddled doofus – it's like, we know he can do the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, can he play a hero? Hmm, gee, I don't know. Can he play like a tough badass? Pretty sure he can. So I was like, he's he's going to knock it out of the park. So this is going to be really, really good. So really looking forward to that. I, I think this is going to be a great series. I yeah, it, it is. I think it could possibly be the best of the Marvel series. It is, really? I, wow. I, I really do. I think it's that good. It well, was, I hope you're right, because yeah. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. And uh, it's it is really it is definitely has to me definitely has the potential for that because it's uh, I I love the fact that they're going with these I guess second tier characters because the ones a lot of people point. don't know about right exactly and they're using this format because you need more time to introduce these characters to people i mean they basically had to go with second tier characters because they'd sold off the hot properties back in the day when they didn't want to go bankrupt which is why we have sony making inept versions of everything except spider-man and 
Fox ruined the X-Men and, and Fantastic Four is, is all the hot properties got sold off. So that's why we got stuck haha, with Iron Man and Thor and Captain America. And yeah, gee, that turned out to be such a disaster, didn't it? So really, really smart that they're bringing in characters like this. I always like the character Moon Knight a lot. And I, th- I think this is just it, – it's off to a great start. And, man, if this turns out to the best Disney Plus Marvel series, it's like, whew, we're in for a ride. <laughs> I hope we'll you get, are we'll right. Get, they'll get awards and everything. And uh, Oscar Isaac will get upset with someone saying something about him or his wife at the Emmys. And so he'll jump on stage and he'll just beat the crap out of them. That's what's going to happen. He would. Yeah. See? Full he circle. Would, he would totally do that. Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, that is all we have for this week. Um, tune in next week when we have more stuff, a lot like this, only different stuff. It's like, exactly. yeah. Exactly. I've been gone stuff, for a couple of weeks. I've forgotten how we do this. Other than to say that, uh, yeah, COVID still exists. There wear a mask, even if they t- don't tell you, even if they say, no, you don't have to wear a mask. Wear one anyway, just to confuse them. How's that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It still exists. If you have the opportunity, stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power on the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am... Very disappointed! Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Dorn, that's the end.